The footy yarn is proud to be teaming up with TabTouch for season 2021. TabTouch is WA's betting provider with all funds going back to fund the WA racing and sports industries. Visit tabtouch.com.au for all your betting needs this season. And if you're having a bet, please do so responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. Hey guys, Pufferfish here, and boy do we have a surprise for you today. Joining the boys over the phone is round one rising star nominee, Eric Golden. Enjoy. Yes, thank you, Kane. Kano, as always, on the intros. So good, so and good. As always. A little bit later, just real quick. This one, a couple hours this time. Usually it's within the hour. Jeez, Jeez, getting really, you, you don't want him to start stretching that out. You're really needy there, Sebastian. Sorry, but I'm as sorry. always, I'm Hayden Arducci, joined by Sebastian How Clark at the desk, chatting footy, yarning, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Hayden, I just want yep. to address something real quick. Address. Nine winners, nine losers last week. That's usually most times. Yeah, most times. The Sometimes there's a couple of draws, no, but yes. the real winner was footy last week. I'd say so. Unless was, you watched Melbourne versus Fremantle, that uh, game was yeah, yuck. Yeah, no, not that very good. But, but other than that, every game I saw, I which was most games, was yeah. brilliant. Top-notch footy. It. And I, I, as I said in our, our season prelude, mm. I, I think this will be one of the better seasons yeah. of footy we're going to see for a very long time. I'm just so happy. I'm just happy. But now, you need some news in footy. Yep. Uh, I've got a few things I'm just going to throw at you. Obviously, Pierce and Hamling. Both first game back from injury. It sucks for Frio. I feel uh, like you got to wonder if there's something up with you know the the physio stuff there. If it's really there's always just, been questions around if there. If it's hasn't really it? just poor luck, there has been, and you you wonder why. Obviously, Pierce has done his MCL. He's going to be assessed in four weeks, so he's out for potentially the whole season. Mm. And uh, Hamling done the left ankle. He will be assessed in two weeks. Mm. Uh, on more injury news, probably the biggest one from the week: Matty Rao, yeah. that PCL. Not quite sure how long it's going to be. You'd they haven't suspect, put a time no, on it, you'd they? suspect maybe a late dash at the end of the season. Who knows? Dangerfield copping three weeks. Mm. What are your thoughts on that one, Seba? I generally, I like when I saw it, I was like, no, you get off. And then like you see it in slow-mo and he's like yeah. jumped into him. And he hasn't connected with a shoulder. If he copped him with a shoulder, it would have yeah. been bad. But it was a head clash. Doesn't matter. He's gone past the footy. It looks bad when you watch it in that slow-mo. I feel like three weeks was about right, possibly two. I would have probably yeah. been more happy with two. I think if I think if we're looking at it, mm. uh, obviously you need to be really firm with these concussions. Yeah. And if someone is giving another player a concussion through careless conduct, especially when it's something where... Now, I know probably it's going to be harder than you know it seems, but these are top you know players. They have good reaction times. You'd think maybe he'd be able to say, oh, shit. He's gotten rid of the bowl. Let's just get out of the yeah, way yeah, of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's if the motion that he's yeah, put in. I understand not wanting to put your head on the footy because you don't want to look away while you're running at someone and they're sort of moving towards you. Yep. But I'm sure if you really wanted to, you could try and get out of the Absolutely. way of them and it would probably hurt both of you less. Ball was gone. Contact. It was at least two seconds, I reckon. Obviously, yep. we say two seconds like it's a, a long time, but like in footy. He, he really, yeah. he played himself yeah. very badly. And I didn't like any comment about protecting himself wasn't quite no. the right way to go about it. Like, it just didn't it, look it like just, it. No, and I think three weeks is... Abs- about right? I, I think it's about right. If yeah. anything, just because it was a concussion, like he's knocked him out, I mm. think maybe even four or five weeks, because right. players really need to know yeah. that careless Concussions conduct that leads to concussion, because that's that's going to potentially affect his life later on down the track. Yeah, we, of course. We've been, you know... Speaking more and more like on that, you know, yeah. lately. But um, Buddy Franklin should be back this year, which yeah. is a big, big one week for, for him, actually. This, this yeah, week, had sorry, his had. Kid, so. um, Yeah, had his kid, and obviously he's he's fit and ready to go, so it's going to be great you know to see that a boy or a girl? I'm pretty sure it was a boy. So, fingers Exciting. crossed, um, we got the next one, Hawthorne, father-son. Yeah. Hopefully he chooses <laughs> he that line. His, yeah, he obviously yeah, played Hopefully he yeah. line, chooses that line of eligibility. Yeah. And uh, some headlines that I saw that... Um, I just thought, you know, great news articles. Now, obviously, we're not the pinnacle of AFL news. Pinnacle, we're not? No, the pinnacle of AFL news is the people who write articles about the fact that Shuey shook Rao's hand <laughs> yeah, I look after injury. Now. Fox, no, Fox Sports said Fox Sports. Uh, it's a classy act and wrote a whole article <laughs> on it about the fact that Luke Shuey had a camera crew follow him to shake Matt Rao's hand and talk it was to him. So, I saw it like about 10 times about yep. classy act from 
Eagles captain, and it was just it was over the West Coast Eagles fan pages, which yeah. I'm a part of, only to promote this podcast. Yep. And it was just so hard to watch and stand back. It was Perth now with a big one too. Yeah, and just the camera crew following him as well. <laughs> it, it's just all a bit much. It's just a big and media blitz. The big, the big article yeah. from this week. What the massive article. What did you see? Everyone goes Herald Sun. Um, yeah, obviously. I think I tell you. I tell you. Uh, you might have. Um, they wrote an entire article. An entire article. Now, yeah. obviously, I didn't read I all I of the article, yeah. but an article about Jamar Ugo yes, Hagen and, and Mia Favola posting photos together as a couple. They're <laughs> just stirring the pot because we know what's going on lately. Yeah, but I, I think, I mean... They were swing coupling, just, I think it was. It was yeah, like, it was like cuddling, cuddling up. Like, ooh, <laughs> thank you. It's you know, just, I could have just followed either one of them on Instagram and seen it. You didn't you could have just I, posted the photo of it and been like, ooh, getting a bit close. They wrote an article. It's just People get paid for that. I know. People get paid to look at Jamari. You dropped Eagle your Hayden journalism thing, Hannah. This is how easy it was gonna be, mate. But, but we should have reached Did out. Did you to, have a course like a crash course in yeah, these sorts just, of articles? And just clickbait articles. We should have reached <laughs> out to Jamara. We, we should have asked him what is his it thoughts were on the Exclusive? article. Did you guys <laughs> you guys nice and do you guys really cuddling? You guys like hold yeah. That's crazy. Now, we'll get off on that news and get on to some player votes. Starting yep. off, Zephyr Clothing, Young Player of the Year. Firm on it, 1999 or later yep. is when he had to be born. The cutoff eligibility line, who got your one vote? My one vote got to Will Day, okay. who was just so sturdy in defence. Yep. I don't think he laid a foot wrong, Hayden. He was so solid. I really enjoyed watching him play. Obviously, he's talking about going into the midfield later on in his career. He's just got to bulk up. But 28 disposals, 8 marks, like, was just the general in defence. Sort of reminded me a lot of Hodgie, which yep. I really enjoyed. Uh, my one vote went to Sam Walsh, who I think was just absolutely elite Absolutely. during that game against Richmond. And that Carlton-Richmond game was probably game of the round. It was a very good game of footy up until towards the end. Yep. Uh, he got 31 disposal, 87%, and 13 contested possessions. Long enough, you know, yep. a few round the mark stats, but it was just a brilliant, brilliant game from him. He got my two, yep. Uh, your two votes? Uh, Errol Goulden. Yeah, fair. Three goals. Three goals assists. 19 disposals. 17 of them were kicks at 84% efficiency and seven inside 50s. That is just a blitzing game. And as, you know, he's a midfielder and he's having to play that small forward yeah. role. And to do that in your AFL debut, nonetheless, it's brilliant it's work huge. from him. Uh, my three votes, I feel like we're going to be the same. Yep. Bailey Smith. Bailey Smith, yep. yeah. I, I called him uh, overhyped a little bit. I didn't say overrated. I just said overhyped. Yeah, okay. I still somewhat yeah, stand did, by that. Yeah. But okay. 36 disposals, 10 contest possessions, two goals. He was just... Eight marks, three he tackles. He was just a bullet Yeah, absolutely. Game. He's he, still very, very young, 20 years of age. Um, there was something... You always see stuff posted yeah. about Bailey Smith, but there was something that was getting people going again. I can't remember what it was, but he's Thank just you. universally loved. Someone posted something that got people going. Yeah, about Bailey Smith. I yep. think it might have been. It would have been 7 AFL. They seem to love that man at the moment. Absolutely. It's because he's extremely marketable. Now, Tab yeah. Touch Player of the Year. Yep. First time it's now the Tab Touch yes. Player of the Year. Who got your one vote? Uh, Tex. So I feel like he really led from the front. Five yep. goals. Like, just wound back the clock. He was calling it the best day of his life. I just enjoyed watching him play. It was just vintage from him. Absolutely. I got Tex as well. He also got 14 contested possessions as a key forward, two assists. So Mm. he's had a direct hand and seven goals. That is just beautiful work from him. Bailey Smith got my two votes. Bailey Smith for two votes, yep. Dusty got my three. Dusty for three votes. Yep, 31 touches, 14 contested possessions. It's insane how a lot. Two goals, four assists, eight inside. He couldn't be tackled. And he's just, he was impossible to He just to turns it on like a um, I just wanted to put out an honourable mention for yeah. a young player. Sam Wicks, I thought, played a sensational <laughs> yeah, game. You you laughed you at him and he, he, played a, he played a great game. And I think he, he heard. Can, he, he, got, <laughs> he got angry. He got angry, which is something we'll be touching yeah. on later. But before that, Thursday night footy, Carlton versus Collingwood at the G, 4.20pm. Who was, you know, the best players last week for both of these so, games? What do we think? Carlton was Walsh. We talked about him earlier on. Just... Just really stepped up a, a bit further. I really liked to see Cripps. He was just running through players. It was so exciting to see, and I thought he was one of their best. As for Collingwood, I thought Darcy Moore was his the, the shining light. How about you? Absolutely. I've got Cripps for Carlton's best. I think him and Walsh, it yeah, was okay. really just a 50-50 yeah, between yep. the two. And, and yeah, Cripps was much like uh, Dusty, but he just muscled everyone off. It felt like when he went to tackle him, it was a trampoline. He was just angry. And he just got bounced yeah. off. I don't think he had no need to be. He just didn't recognize anyone yeah, there because okay. he's just so far ahead in terms of alpha yep. abilities. Now, and then Darcy Moore, naturally, yeah. 18 disposals. He had nine intercepts and 12 marks. It was a brilliant game. I feel him. like it would have blown out the, a bit yeah, more. The if only it wasn't back thing there. that kept Collingwood yep. in that game. 
Now, uh, who needs to come in this week, Hayden? Obviously, you see the likes of Zach Williams, who was their uh, big. It was one of the yep. big fish over the summer. Um, so I think he's suspension. His suspension's now over, so he'll come back in this week, which is going to be huge for Carlton. I feel like that's just one more piece of the puzzle that they need. As for Collingwood Sidebottom, I'm not sure if he's back yeah, in this week. That, I think he's not far off. I think Sidebottom would really put that side together a bit yep. more moving forward. I think Will Kelly obviously isn't far away, mm. and I think that would add a lot of structure to their forward line. As good as Cox is, I just don't think he has that ability to create structure yeah. as that sole key forward. And for Carlton, I think you definitely give Zach Fisher another goal, but I think Eddie Betts would be a real big one if you can get him firing. Yeah, he kicked a couple in the VFL scratchy, yeah. so I think if it so is he's a just not, he's just not best 22, or is he he's not He's just Matt not fit, best 22, really? I, I believe, uh, wow. is the case right now. Yep. And who's on the chopping block for these two, James? I just saw Mark Murphy, who just looks out of place in that team. Yeah. I understand he's a previous leader. He used to be you know, one of the elites you know, for a yep. couple of years there. I just like him as a small forward. He seemed to play, just didn't look right, a bit slower, just didn't look up with the pace of the game. I feel like as harsh as it is, he may be on the chopping block. I don't think it will happen, but he's someone I looked at on, on Thursday night and thought, oh, I just don't know if he's in this side for the full 22 games this year. You? Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. He might sneak his spot in. Obviously, Jack Silvani's going out yeah. uh, probably just for the week, yeah. uh, but I think he is someone that maybe it's just sort of like a force in, even yep. though he might not be in their best. And for Collingwood, I've got two, Ollie Henry and Trey Rusco. Mm. Obviously, we love Trey, but love him. just didn't play his best game. And yep. Ollie Henry was just... He just showed not a lot. No, Close not a to lot. nothing, he, which yeah. is pretty disappointing I, for I, two young players. Yeah, exactly right. Four disposals for him and three for Rusko. Obviously, Rusko a lot quicker. Like, when the team's on, Rusko's going to be up on a value. He's a yep. real barometer for that team. Another two players I put down was Sear, who was a little bit disappointing. Nine disposals. You expect him, like with Trelaw out, he would come in and be that big, yep. cool-looking midfielder. He wasn't. Dacos. Yeah, Dacos was very disappointing. Nine I think, disp- 16 fantasy yeah, points. Yeah, I, I think probably... You know, not so much chopping block level, but definitely yeah, disappointing. No, disappointing. Um, yeah. Who's your tip for this game? I think I think Collingwood are actually favourites, and I don't know how that is. And I, I think that's with Tab Touch as well. I'm obviously proud sponsors yep. of the show. Um, I think Carlton get up though. I'm absolutely backing yeah. the Blues in now. Friday night footy, Geelong versus Brizzy at GMHBA. Two teams who have mm. so much to play Insane. for after that. Those two disappointing losses. They were the two losses. big losses, and yep. they come up. And, what a blockbuster! And now best players for last week. I've got Brandon Parfit. Same. For Geelong, uh, 18 disposals, nine tackles, two goals. He looked he beautiful, could. looked yep. magical, and I'd, I'd love to see him do the exact same again this week. Yep. And it was tough for Brizzy. I think Dane Zorko was yep, maybe same. their best. He, he was the only one that really looked up and about consistently throughout that game. Very fair call. Um, as for players who need to come in, you think, Hayden? I think Mitch Duncan, if he is fit, would add a lot for that Geelong side. But Manigola could be going out. Yep. And then I think... If well with Dangerfield going out, I know it's a much different role, but you could have Brandon Parfit sort of play his role a bit yep. more, and maybe get Charlie Constable in that midfield because okay. Charlie Constable I don't think has ever set a foot wrong okay. in that Geelong team whenever he's played. Yeah, right. Um, I had Sparkle Narkle. I think they looked slow. And dare I say it, old against Adelaide. They look like they rocked up expecting to get the job done. They didn't. Sparkle Knuckle is going to be a little bit of that excitement machine. I feel like you can get them up and about. As for Brisbane, I just don't feel like they fired in their midfield. A little bit of biased. Dev Robertson, I feel like, might. You know, yeah. I'd love to see him. Eli play. Smith was one that got yeah. uh, brought up a lot who could yep. be coming in. And who have you got on the chopping block, Sarah? On the chopping block, Geelong. Uh, you, the likes of Josh Jenkins, who just needed to fire yep. against his old side. With the likes of Jeremy Cameron out, if he wanted to have a spot in this team, he needed to kick at least three for me. Zero goals too. He's on the chopping block. Uh, but he might just stay in because of Jeremy Cameron's unavailability still. Constable is one that you brought up. Fullerton and Leicester um, for Brisbane, I think, were just a bit quiet. Okay, absolutely. I think, um, you know, chopping block, obviously you say Joshy Jenkins, he played mm. a very poor game. I think for Brisbane, there was a lot of those younger players who looked sort of out of place. And yeah. I, I think there are... It boils some, down to the team yeah, as well. Yeah, someone like an Eli Smith could come in. No. But I think a lot of their younger players just looked out of place a little bit. And I think a lot of them are very inexperienced, but it was pretty disappointing to see that from Brisbane. Who have you got taking out the W? Uh, down the down the highway at GMHBA, it's going to be tough. I feel like Geelong are going to be madder than Brisbane were, and I feel like they'll come out and win by about 20 points. 
Uh, I'm going to pack in Brizzy here. Really? I've actually got Geelong written down, but I, I don't know what it is. Just yeah, something okay. in my heart's telling me Brizzy's going to get up this week. Yeah. Um, and we've got a new segment called Get Angry. Before yes. we get into that, Seb, you're going to gonna say who needs to get angry. Before that, a up. quick message for the sponsors so Seb can get that throat nice and limber. Seb, mate, what are you wearing? Mambo went out of fashion when we were in primary school, and that shirt looks four sizes too small. Oh, bloody hell, Hato. All my T-shirts are all going out of fashion, but I can't afford to get some new and fashionable tees. What do you mean you can't afford it? Prices on the latest tees can set you back upwards of about 70 bucks. What, what are you, stupid? Haven't you heard of Zephyr Clothing? Zephyr what? Zephyr Clothing, mate. They do simple, stylish and fashionable tees at an affordable price. And the best part is you'll be supporting a West Aussie business so you can feel good morally as well as look good physically. Wow. Where can I find them? You can browse their whole selection at zephyrclothing.com.au. That's Z-E-P-H-Y-R. Also, follow and like them on Instagram and Facebook to keep up to date with all their latest designs. Zephyr Clothing, proud sponsors of the show. Yes, here we are back. Thank you, Zephyr Clothing, of course. Back on for 2021. Yep. Now yep. we're gonna we're gonna get angry. Well, you're gonna get angry. I'm gonna this get is, angry. This is all this this is your is all segment. Me. Who needs well, to get angry? Well, I don't even need to get angry. Well, yet. you don't need to get angry, but you need think... to tell people who needs to get angry. John Longmuir. Yep. I feel like he's very reserved. He needs very to get cool, angry. calm, and collected. Everyone's been hyping about Frio this year. The pressure is stacked onto him. I think it's his third season as coach, or maybe second. Everyone's expecting him to fight. I know you've got injuries, but this is what you say to the boys. You say, guys, we got injuries. Everyone has injuries. But guess what? We're at home. We're taking on GWS, who are going to be up and about because of their loss against St. Kilda last week. We need a fire up. We need to get angry. He needs to fire up himself. It'll fire up the boys. I'm never going to say a full team because I feel like that's an easy way out. Yep. It's always going to be one person or maybe two people. But John Lungmuir, get angry this week, okay? Get up the boys, okay? I want to see it on the full week, including game day. I want to see a bit of a spray. If they don't come out at quarter time and fire like at the first quarter like you expect them to, get in at the quarter time. Bring him in close, you know? Start whacking him over the back of the head if you need to. Just get angry. Absolutely. I think okay. we'll talk a bit more about that when we get to Frio, yep. but there were a lot of disappointing players for Frio. It just didn't look like they wanted the footy no. at all. They, they just thought, I'm skilled. I'm oh, just going to get this exactly done. Right. But that wasn't the case. No. Moving on to Saturday's games, Sydney versus Adelaide at the SCG. Who were their best players last week? A so? man that was stiff not to get any votes for me, uh, Errol Golden. Yep. Uh, very good. Exciting to watch. Um, as for Adelaide, as I mentioned, got votes. Tex. Um, just ran back the clock. Great to see. I've got both of those. Callum Mills was another one who yep. just moved into that midfield and played absolutely sensationally. Just was brilliant for Sydney. In terms of who needs to come in, I think it's tough for these teams to say. Obviously, yeah. you look at Buddy yeah, and you buddy. think, but does he need to come in? He will. He, he will. he will, but does he need to is the question. Yeah. I, I don't think these teams really need anyone to I come in. Terms he might of the, be forgetting how good he is. He, absolutely, but yeah. I think he doesn't need to so much. I think when yeah. he's played recently... He hasn't been his best, and Sydney played well enough. Mm. I, I think both of these teams don't really need anyone to come in. It's exciting to see Logan it will be. and him. Yep. Um, and in terms of on the chopping block, probably the same thing for me. I just don't yeah. think there's really anyone that looked out of place for either of those teams. Yeah, yeah. They're really tough. So uh, your tip for this one? I'm going to back in the Swans here. Yeah, same. I think um, Adelaide, the big part of them winning was that crowd behind them. Yep. It got all those young players excited, and I think that was a massive reason why Especially, they got up. Especially, yeah, a lot of those players who haven't really played in yeah, front of crowds before. insane to really see. Um, now, Port versus Essendon at Adelaide Oval. It's on Saturday afternoon footy. Port Adelaide coming off a very good win against uh, North. They just seem to go far it up after quarter time. As for Essendon, oh boy, they just fell flat oh, after yeah, half time. You would have been the, stoked. Oh, I was. It was a yeah. brilliant comeback. In terms of best players, and you're looking at Travis Boak and Zach Merritt. Andy, mm. Andy McGrath played a great game. But I, think, I also like Nick Hind. Yep, Nick Hind mm. played very well. Uh, Travis Boak and Zach Merritt were both just absolutely brilliant yep. for their uh, respective teams. Uh, Sam Draper as well. Seemed like he still yep. wanted it. He's the only sort of bloke that... Really just got angry in that second half, and it looked like he still really wanted to, unlike other blokes who seemed to really drop up, drop off. Who needs to come in? Um, I think Riley Bonner is out for Port, so you obviously got to replace him with someone. I know he's not his position, 
but he's always on the fringe, and it's Mitch Georgiatis, and he always delivers when he comes into the <laughs> side. I was going to say Mitch Georgiatis is a joke for when you said, I oh, know he's not no, that position. It's, it's Mitch Georgiatis. So like, you just you just throw someone else out of position purely so you can get yes, Mitch Georgiatis yes. in. I was going to say Mitch Georgiatis just because I, I think it's just nice to see. It's what the people mm. want. He does always find a way to perform. He always performs. And for Essendon, who needs to come in for that? Um, Archie Perkins is getting thrown up. He's been impressive early on. I don't know how far away Jack Stringer is. Hopefully not far because I feel like they needed someone like him in the side. Um, apart from that, I couldn't really see anyone that I really enjoyed. You? Yeah, I, I think they de- did need that general, you know, that fire and mm. gutterage in the uh, forward line. I think someone like Jake Stringer would really provide that. Uh, it's tough to say because a lot of them showed signs and then just completely disappeared. Yep. So it's tough to say who really uh, needs to come in. And in terms of on the chopping block, I think Harry Jones for Essendon, obviously a bit stiff his first game. He had but about four for, shots at yeah, goal. Zero goals, three. It's pretty disappointing and yep. it's something that I think he'd want to put behind him and uh, bring back those... Uh, but you might just yeah. see him keep his spot on the side. He presented well. Oh, he took some marks. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we still saw him in the side. I you think can't... he'd definitely remain in that yeah. side, but he'd definitely be someone who he has nervous. another performance like that and another yeah. two and all of a sudden he's, I also um, just want to quickly mention a friend of the sorry Lockie Jones who might be a chance obviously plays I think that. he's, he's uh, injured right now is he is he yeah. still out so obviously yeah it's, it's tough to see I don't know who else we can replace Hamish Harlett's still a little bit a while away yeah. so maybe just Georgie throw Tart Schofield in the back maybe, maybe it's right eight work. roll the dice who's winning that game though Seba? I think Port by 30 I think we'll be too good at home yeah? absolutely yeah going to back in yeah. Port there and now St Kilda versus Melbourne at Marvel be a good one this one 425 and best players last week. Mm. I think Tim Membry for St. Kilda was absolutely brilliant yep. up forward. Uh, showed it well. And uh, Coop, Scoops Coops would have absolutely loved it. I didn't stoked. get to see any of the post. I probably should have checked oh, up. Yeah. And for Melbourne, I think they looked very scratchy all over. But didn't look that good. Stephen May was just insane. Yep. Uh, he had eight intercepts, eight rebound 50s. And I think it was absolutely beautiful to see. Who needs to come in for these two teams? I really, I really don't know. Um, obviously, they've both got wins on the board. They've done the job in round one. I think um, St. Kilda were more impressive than... Um, Melbourne, but I don't, I don't see them changing you. Do you see Absolutely, any changes? Absolutely, yeah. I don't think, I think there probably will be changes. I don't yeah. think there's any necessary ones. No one's really knocking the door Rivers, down. Rivers played okay. I don't R- feel like Rivers, he needs to Rivers Taking kickouts, by the way. Yeah, I, I was a big fan yeah. of that. I think for St Kilda, obviously, Max King will come in, you'd yeah. imagine. Um, Brad Crouch is another couple of weeks off with that suspension. So I think those are really the only... How many weeks is it? Four? I, I believe so. Yeah. So I, f- I feel like those are the only real instant changes that you'd absolutely make. Yeah. Um, who would you have on the chopping block for either of these teams? Uh, I just, I thought, I don't know how this bloke gets a game. Wilkie? Callum Wilkie. I just yeah. don't rate the bloke. Um, I don't know how many, he just didn't, 12 disposals, you know, two mar- two tackles, no marks. He's yeah. never rated as uh, a player. Oh, look, I think he's just one of those players who's never going to be anywhere near your best players, but mm. really just gets the job done consistently. Yeah, okay. uh, it is it is tough to say yeah. who does need to come in. I think for Melbourne, there are a few players who looked a little bit lacklustre. Um, I, I think in that forward line, maybe there'll be a few blokes there who'll be maybe their role's not locked in. I think Luke Jackson played really well as that secondary ruck, but just when he went up forward, he got the opportunities but just didn't take them. Yeah, fair um, enough. Which is yeah. another friend of the show, disappointing goal, to see. But I think he'll back practice. him in. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, your tip for this one? I'm going to back in the Saints here. Saints by about 40, I think. Yep. I think Melbourne will get a wake-up call. Uh, Gold Coast versus North at Metricon. You know, you look at this game in the past and you always have a bit of a giggle at it. Um, but Gold Coast are improving. They're, they're yeah. exciting to watch. Best players last week, you got Jack Bowes, who had yep. 100% of Proposals of efficiency off 28 kicks, um, two more handballs on top of that. Markov was ex- like brilliant, just yep. so good to see. And then you got Stevenson, new club, new man he looked like. He just wanted it badly and uh, couldn't get the job done. Uh, you? Oh, I think same? those are probably yeah, about the same. Stevenson, I would have liked to see him do a bit more with his touches. Obviously yeah, getting okay. 33, but you look at a lot of players, someone like Tom Mitchell also mm. racks him up and doesn't do a lot with all of them. But I think Stevenson's definitely someone who could be in, also be more potent up forward as yep. well in the future. Now, who needs to come in for you, Hayden? I think it's tough to say with either of sides yeah. who needs to come in. If Ben Cunnington's in, that would be huge for North, and there's another few players to be around that mark. Yep. Gold Coast, I think it was just a matter of, you know, unfortunate. Matt Real goes out, that yeah. hurts him straight away. Yeah. I, I don't think necessarily there is anyone who comes straight in. Maybe a Jez Sharp. I, was, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind to yeah, see. Just chuck him on a wing and then yep. sort of move someone else in. Um, Someone from Melbourne, Phoenix Spicer, I really like. I think he's exciting. Probably a little bit too premature, too raw, to be yeah. honest. But like, I wouldn't mind seeing him come in 
um, at, at some point on the chopping block. Obviously, Raul's not on the chopping block. He's just yeah. had to walk out. Um, Rankin was a bit quiet. I don't think he'll go out. Um, as for and North Melbourne, Kane Turner was a little bit quieter yeah. than he needed to be. Have you got around the same blokes? Uh, no, I've got Hugh Greenwood. Uh, 10 disposals at 60% and five tackles. It was a pretty disappointing game for me, especially mm. when Raul's going out and you need to step up in that midfield. Yeah. Uh, I think if he, he needs to step up. Yep. It's as simple as that. And if he doesn't, I think they need to chop him. Uh, who's winning that game for you, though? Gold Coast by about 40. Yeah, I back, think they'll come out absolutely angry. Absolutely, backing Gold Coast there. Now, before we continue with the Sunday fixtures, a bit of a chat with uh, Benny Chapman, a bit of fantasy talk, if you yep, don't mind. Absolutely. It. Benny, how are you, mate? No, lovely to be here. Uh, now, mate, we've got, we're, uh, we'll go through our best and worst. Ben, you lead us off, mate. Your best and worst from last week. It's round one. It's obviously a little bit tougher than any other round. It was pretty interesting as well. Um, my best player, my best pick probably be Oleg Markov. He got 108 and... For like 380k or something, I was pretty pleased wow. with that performance. And your worst? Well, it was hard to blame him because he got injured, but Rao, the team yeah. 16 was a bit annoying. Mm. Um, Jordan Clark was a bit underwhelming as well. Absolutely. Um, and Gorn, obviously, Matt Gorn. I was, I talked him up last week about being a must have, and he's gone dummy dirty. He's got a he 73, has. I think it was. Yeah, no, it was. Now, my worst was obviously gone. I put the captain on him too. I heard from oh. Benny Chapman. He told me yeah. he's a must. I put the captain on him in coming against Lloyd Meek. You're thinking, yes, yes, yes. Lots of points here. Massive no. 73, and he got to 146 as captain, which is gross. And another man you mentioned was Rao. Just got 16. You can't really blame him, but no. it is just annoying to see. Uh, my best was Laird, obviously. I took that word from you, Benny. That one came through for me. And Jaden Stevenson, who I uh, liked early on in the season, I thought I'll put him in. And a losing effort did really well. How about you, Hayden? Okay, now obviously there's the obvious ones here, Laird's. Uh, Golden yep. was one that was just obviously amazing. Uh, we'll, ha- we'll be chatting to him later. So I yep. already have chatted to yep. him, but that talk we later up in this chat. Uh, Jai Caldwell was pretty happy with Zach Merritt, who I gave captaincy to, 111. And then blokes like Tanner Bruin, obviously, rookie. You can't be too upset, but also 29, a bit disappointing. Yep. Um, I thought Riley O'Brien, Especially 51. after a big preseason, obviously, yeah. for Brown, yeah. Riley O'Brien's 51 was uh, pretty disappointing. And, and blokes of uh, your Geordie Clarks and Connor Iden yep. was now, also pretty disappointing. Now your chopping blocker, Benny. Well, obviously, Rao's got to go. Yep. Um, I'm willing to give the, the Ruffman another chance, but I think my other trade would be a rookie fix-up. Braden Campbell scored 46, so I might move him on to someone like uh, Bird Bergman, who I didn't think would play, but he he didn't. He played pretty well, so I might get him a bit of a cash grab. Um, now myself on the chopping block, obviously Rao's got to go. I'm just I'm wondering if you'll talk me out of this, but Jordan Clark, obviously very underwhelming, and we don't like his job security at Geelong. They just don't seem to rate the bloke at times. Do I hold off getting rid of him, Ben? Well, this is a bit of a query I have as well. My um, answer to that would be if either Menegola or Duncan missed again with injury. I'll probably give him another chance, especially with Dangerfield out. So yep. he could get a bit of like wing or midfield time like we've expected him to. So but if you've got nothing else to do, I wouldn't I wouldn't go against moving him on. Okay, I think I've probably got two players who definitely won't be going now. Um, uh, Riley O'Brien and Jeremy Howell, who I'm looking at, and I'm thinking, uh, Jeremy Howell especially, maybe give him another game or two and see how they go. But obviously, Matt Rouse had to go due to that injury and then Connor Iden. I thought I was tossing up whether I go between him or maybe someone else in that rookie bracket, and I thought, now, I, now I'm getting rid of Rao, I'll bring a rookie in. Uh, back in James Jordan, who scored pretty well with 80, who was on the bench, and... Uh, get a bit more of a more expensive defender in. Yeah, now, so we'll talk about our shortlist, Hayden. Yeah. Um, so you've got some players. We'll go player for player and ask Penny about them. So you yep. kick us off. Uh, one I've got, Oleg Markov. He's one I'm looking to get mm. in. I, I had him in initially at one stage. Obviously, you do 100 fix-ups before yep. you release your first team. Oleg Markov, and he performed absolutely beautifully. 408k, 108 points on the weekend. What do you think of him, Benny? Obviously, well, I started him, so obviously do rate him as an option. Um... I don't think we'll be getting 100s every week. The game he played in against the Eagles was a very like, kick-mark-friendly game. So I think he's still good for an 80 most weeks. So I'll, yeah, I'll tick off that move 100%. Yep. Now, a man that you might laugh, I'll just say stats beforehand, though. He plays for Port Adelaide. Got 24 disposals. A lot of that kick mark stuff from him. He took 12 marks and scored 112 fantasy points. Uh, Stephen Motlop, Ben. Jeez, that's... Um, bit left field. Yeah. Um, obviously... Played a very good game, had a nice role, but um, it'd be very unique. I just think there's too many like other proven options down forward line. Like you've got your 
Colville, Hind, mm. a few of those other blokes that have, you know, been in our team, in and out of our teams in the pre-season. So, I don't know, maybe you give him lost another week or so, but if it does, if you do think him, it pays off, that would be a very clever move. Yep, nice. Okay, another defender I'm looking at, a bit more pricey, uh, Lockie Scholl. He's gone at 470k, he's got 102 on the week, and he, he played a really nice role, and I, I thought maybe one that could be looked at for a mid-price defender. Yep, he looks like he's taken Laird's role after Laird moving to the midfield, and I reckon if he were going to move on Clark, he'd be one of the top options I'd bring in. So, yep, I agree with that one too. Now, McGrath, obviously scoring a monster. I don't know if it was the most of the round, but do you think he's good enough to be a top eight midfielder? Um, certainly to keep this up. Um, looking past his fantasy score, I reckon he looked amazing when I watched the game. He looked really good, like, fantasy aside. But obviously his numbers are definitely worth chucking in your team if you're looking for a unique player, like replacing Danishfield. He's, he's certainly one to consider. Okay, and I've got Bailey Scott from North Melbourne who could come in in that midfield. He's going 474k. He got 93 in the week, and I really liked the role he played. And in that North Melbourne midfield where they're obviously looking for players to fill a role, I, I thought maybe he'd be a good option. I did um, have a quick look at him before as well. Um, similar to Motloff, I think there are a few other potentially better options in the forward line, and especially with Ben Cunnington, Dumont, and there's one more North Melbourne midfielder coming. Anderson, that's the one. Um, if, when those three come back in, I'm a bit sceptical as to whether Scott will stay in there, so I'm a bit hesitant with that one. Now, a bit of an older bloke, Shannon Hearn played a very big role in that behind the play, sort of as a free man, lots of kicks and marks, took, uh, in the end, 12 marks from 31 disposals and scored 129. Do you see him playing that role at all throughout the season, Ben? Yeah, I think um, he certainly loves to play that role, particularly off the stadium, nice wide dimensions, and a lot of defenders do score well there. I'm just a bit concerned about his age and whether they'll rest him or he'll have a couple. He'll, they'll give him an extra couple of weeks to get back if he does get a little injury. Um, he's pretty cheap. He's six hundred forty-eight thousand dollars, but I would just steer clear. I, I, I don't really like picking those older sort of blokes um, in particular. So. Yep. Okay, now I'll throw you three names at you just to finish. A few rookies here. Tanner Bruin, James Jordan, and James Rowe. Obviously, Rowe in that forward line, and then Jordan and Bruin in that midfield. Jordan and Rowe played brilliantly, got 80 and 84 respectively, and then Bruin having a bit of a disappointing one with just 29. Um, Well, Bruin needed four goals for his score in the Amy series, so I was a bit hesitant with him in the first place, whereas um, Rowe scored pretty well in a loss, so... If I was to, if I was choosing the field between those three, I'd certainly be choosing Jordan and Rowe. Yeah. Okay. Now, last one here. Very left field. A very fr- good friend of the show actually brought this up in a, a an episode of Matt's chats last week, and it was Tom Hickey. The Sand and Page, obviously, but Tom Hickey scored ninety two, twenty three disposals, twenty four hitouts. Uh, is he a little sneaky chance? I had him on my draft team, and he scored well. Is he a sneaky chance to um, obviously score well for a cheaper ruck option? I'm actually really glad you brought this up because mm. I was um, having a look at him today and he was obviously one of the top scoring ruckmans for, in the whole competition this week. And I reckon for as long as Sinclair is out of the side, Hickey will be good for, a, you know, between 70 and 80 average. So at 440k, if you're really stressing in that ruck department, then it, he could be a really unique option. Now, Benny, we'll leave it up to you. Have you got anything else you want to bring up? A little bit of a scoop. Personally, um, you'll see more of it on the page if you stay tuned to that. But I've got a very nice pod I'm liking the look of this week. I don't know if I'll be getting myself, but Tim Kelly from the West Coast Eagles. Yep. Um, I watched that game. He looked much fitter than last season. He looked like he was moving well. No injury niggles. Scored 111. And obviously with Chewy and Joe both out, um, he attended the most centre bounces um, alongside Dom Sheep, the Eagles. So I really like him. He's very cheap as well. So... Okay, very good. Well, that's all we do have time for today. Obviously, Benny, it's great to get chatting to you as yeah. always. And as always, we do hope maybe we can get you in the studio for a bit more of an intense chat yes. later on. But for now, it was great to get you on. Uh, good luck this week. Uh, and hopefully someone knocks you off that top spot in our league. Hopefully not. Cheers, Once again, big thanks to Ben Chapman of AFL Dream Team. If you're not following him already, make sure you get around him. He's the premier fantasy page. He's been doing he it is. for years consistently, you know, throughout his, you know, he's about our age. So he's just done it through his 17s, 18s, and I think he's about 19 now. So he's done a great job. Now onto the Sunday fixture. Hayden, we'll have a yarn about these ones. Yep. Your mob are taking on Richmond at the MCG at 10 10 a.m. our time. Um, obviously, best players last week. You got... Um, 
Titchell, who yep. stood up in that third quarter when the tough was getting tough. Um, I really enjoyed watching him play as for Richmond. you got blokes like Dusty, but he overshadowed once again Jack Graham's performance. He did yep. really well, really solid. I think he was one of the first players to ever have a specific amount of metres gains, disposals. I think he's up there with Gary Ablett and Nat Fife for company. Yeah, I think that Richmond midfield, although a lot of them played that, that midfield forward split of Dusty, Shea Bolton and Jack Graham, those three all look so yeah. dangerous for them. And then, yeah, Tom Mitchell was just, again, for 39 disposals, I think if he sort of learns a bit of Flocky Neal and can really do more with them, I think the way he finds space for players is good as well. Mm. But if he can get a bit more aggressive and a bit more attacking with his disposal, it would be nice to see. In terms of who needs to come in, Seb, what are you thinking? Um, well, for Hawthorne, I don't think, like, the, the fight back looked really good. I d- just, I don't want to jump ahead, but on the chopping block for me was Kashitsky. Yep. He just didn't seem to be, you know, as quiet as his Amy Siri best. I'd like to see down get that full-time spot on the field for Kaczynski. Whether they just switch the roles and now Kaczynski's the medical sub, not sure. But I think Danny does deserve a spot. How weird was it? Just really quick. Yeah. He's taken photos after the game. Like, yeah, first game, he hasn't played. Like, I'm not having a crack at him, obviously. No. It's just it a weird di- circumstance. Yeah. And he's singing the song. Like, it's just a weird... He's got an AFL game under the belt, but... Yeah, it's a bit... I, I, I think you're sort of half disappointed. Like, he, he'd never say it. And obviously, I'm just putting words in his mouth here. But I think you definitely would be coming away from that a little bit disappointed, a little bit gutted. I like. Do you like the fact that they count an AFL game to a medical sub? I think if they haven't entered the field, then it shouldn't be counted as a blue. But then it's also so awkward for Hawthorne, who then go, well, your medical sub, do we hype everyone up that you're making your debut or... Do we not? And you don't yeah. want to, obviously, the medical sub, if you use it, the players, the, you sub and outs out you're for 12 about, days. Yeah. So it's like, is it worth it to just chuck them on for yeah. the sake of it? You think about, um, like, you know, the, you always see him make the calls to their parents. Yeah. What if he's medical sub and he gets told, all right, you're going on, this boat's coming off. Does he make the calls? Yeah. <laughs> don't do anything yeah, Mum's in the coach's box, Mum. <laughs> it's happening, Mum. Now, uh, your, t- your tip for this game, sir. Um, uh, I think, you know, last time, last year, Hawthorne found him out and they actually drenched him in that round two game. I don't think it'll happen again. I think Richmond by seven. Yeah, yeah I'll absolutely back in the Tiggy Tigs here. Yep. Bulldogs versus West Coast at Marvel, 12.20 p.m. Best players last week, we got Bailey Smith, yep. which is sensational. That whole Bulldogs midfield was yep. just insane. And Tim Kelly was another one we yep. spoke about in fantasy tour. 28 disposals, Trim. 13 score involvements, and he is looking Fit. gorgeous. And yep. we uh, threw him in as a potential uh, Brownlow Smokey last week. So if, you, if you, you got on that, fellas, I, I'd definitely keep holding on to that. Yep. Who needs to come in for either of these teams, you think, Seb? Um, well, I'm looking at the light. Like, Shuey's a bit still far off. Yep. I don't think he's making any um, miracles. As for the Bulldogs, I don't think anyone does need to come in. I yep. think you just keep it at that side. And I think West Coast probably do the same, to be honest. They were good enough. You? Absolutely. I think both of those teams. The only got thing the is Petricelli. Petricelli? Petricelli. Um, yeah. I don't think he had any touches to three-quarter time. Yeah, it, Jermaine Jones was the medical sub. Maybe we just switched Maybe. I think, it, I think it's tough. West Coast always have... They've got so many of those small forwards who are just off that mark. Obviously, Venables had all, all yeah. these issues, and it's so tough for him. But then you look at, like, Willie Rioli, they find someone, and then, you know, these things happen. Yeah. Jared Cameron, they, they think they've got one, yeah. and then it just sort of... The only one Jack Petricelli, cons- they yeah. think they've got him, and then he just sort of peters <laughs> The only one that's been really good is Liam Ryan. Who's yeah, been who's consistent. been consistent yeah. and top, top level. They yeah. just need that partner from, obviously, someone like a Jamie Cripps is good, but you just need that other genuinely exciting small yeah. forward, that pressure small forward. Yep. Your tip for this one? Uh, I'm going to have to back in West Coast here. Yeah, I think I I put um, the dogs in for my top four this year, Hayden, yep. and I think I'm going to stand by that. I think they get the W. Then by 20. Absolutely. Now, Frio versus GWS at Optus Stadium. That Frio game is just an awful game to watch. Hopefully, it's a lot better this week. Best players last week. Uh, for Frio, I've actually got two that are probably a bit under the radar because they were really the only two that looked like they wanted it. Yeah. Sam Switkowski and Lockie Schultz were the only ones that put their head over every ball. They were the only ones throwing themselves into every challenge. It genuinely looked like they wanted to be there. And I think... That's and it's thing. tough for those Freo yeah, small forwards. You look at the likes of Brandon Matera, who's been yep. in there, couldn't lock down a spot, delisted. These, they just don't feel like they've had a good yeah, small forward in a long time, they're Freo. Like, they're the fringe players who 
aren't the most skilled, the most talented, but they're the ones who try the hardest yep. and want it the most, but they're also then the first to go. Exactly right. Because they're not the most talented. And yep. for GWS, I've got Timmy Taranto. I thought he had a great game. For I also GWS like Toby Green yeah. uh, from last week as well. Who needs to come in for him? Adam? I think if Michael Frederick's fit, he's definitely a straight in Love for him. Frio. Big I think it, he's another one who... It probably isn't as talented as some of the other players, but yeah. just wants it so much more. Obviously, still very talented, very talented as an AFL yeah. player, but just wants it so much more. Developments shows, shows fighting grit and looked brilliant in that Amy series. Yep. Uh, Sam Sturt's another one who could add a lot to that forward line, which just looked like it was lacking a lot yeah, for Fremantle. And then Jesse Hogan for JWS. I think it would just be interesting to see. And yeah. I think also just having that big target man would I be like nice. It. I like it. It would be a nice rivalry for your Sunday afternoon. Uh, on the chopping block, I've got Brun here. He might yep. just might not have done enough. And, and a loss, you obviously see these blokes that are debutants go out. I also liked, should mention as uh, best players last week, Matty Flynn from GWS. Yes, really very good Very, game. very good game. Um, I've also got Reed from WS. Meek might just go out and they might yeah. just back in Darcy. I think Lloyd Meek was also pretty disappointing, yep. underwhelming. Liam Henry's one who I've got on the chopping block just never looked like he wanted to get a hard ball. It is, but me. he's a very talented player. He yeah. showed it in that Amy series and yeah. in the preseason match before that. He's got all the skills, but mm. he, he just didn't look like he wanted a hard ball on the day. There were mm. you know balls Fair he just enough. wasn't going after. You know, he's a quick fella. He can sprint after a footy and half the time it just looks like he was jogging around and maybe didn't want to be there. Fair whack from you, Hayden. Yep. Um, your tip for this one? I'm going to back in the Giants here. As much as I, I would like Freo to win, I do enjoy both of these teams, but I think Freo was just so underwhelming last week. Yep, fair and cool. I'd back GWS in here. Now, before we get into our Errol Golden interview, Hayden, yep. We're gonna have our tab touch multi of the week, so we're gonna have one in each. Is that is that right? Yeah. You, so I've got gonna... a, I've got a small one and a big one here. Just okay. I thought I'd give some the people some options. Yep. Um. So I got a little three legger. Uh. This is just on the Brizzy game coming up. I've got Danaher to kick two or more. Lockie Neal to get thirty plus, and Brisbane to win. That's paying five dollars and forty six cents. I don't mind that at all, Hayden. So I've just gone the one. Yeah. And it's something that I can think. I, I look at it and I go, you know what? I reckon it's gonna happen. Yeah. All right. So here it is. It is Geelong one to thirty nine. Yeah. I think they'll get the job done on against uh, Brizzy, and it won't be a big blowout. No. That's paying two dollars twenty five. Port Adelaide versus Essendon. Zach Merritt to rack up thirty or more. Yeah. So that's paying one dollar seventy two. He's just a ball magnet, and I think Isaac Rankin against North Melbourne. We'll kick two or more goals, especially after a bit of a quiet one last week. He might get a little bit angry for all yeah, I know. Yeah, he could. He could get angry. And what's that paying? That's paying $7.39. So just a nice little three-legger for you. Do not mind that. I've also just got one because, yep. you know, a bit of a whore for the 10-leggers. You don't. You always <laughs> love a 10-legger. Uh, St. Kilda, Gold Coast, Port Adelaide to all get up this week. I've got Sammy Walsh to get 25 plus, Billy Frampton to kick one, Laird to get 25 plus, Tommy Phillips 20 plus, Max King 2 plus, Andy Brayshaw 25 plus, and Oscar Allen's get a gold paying $21.26. Okay. Uh, I don't mind that. I, I looked at all it. these things and you think that that's all very all right. realistic things big unless someone has a though. big 10 Lego, <laughs> but you don't mind them. 21 26, you yep. know, there's, there's an opportunity yeah, there, so okay. you don't mind it at all. Now, that does us for the footy. Yep. Now, getting into a chat with our good friend, Eric Goulden. Yes, big interview now. A huge one. This man. Uh, let's let's just list off some list off some things about him. Hmm. Pick thirty two in the twenty twenty draft. Round one rising star. Turkey's third and arguably best ever AFL player, according to Wikipedia and myself. I don't think that's been updated since twenty seventeen. So maybe okay. someone else came in the frame. Future of the Sydney Swans. Eric Goulden. Evan, does it concern you at all that you currently average only two handballs a game, which is ranked as below average by AFL data? Um, yeah, oh, 100%. I think, um, you know, I identified that with um, Jared McVeigh, my line coach this week, and, um, you know, definitely something that I'll be working on. There's um, a few words you can, you can call it. Pathetic is probably yeah. one of it. Insipid. Insipid. Uh, there's a bunch of words. Yeah. But now, I mentioned there that, uh, according to Wikipedia, you're the third Turkish representative in the AFL. Do you know who those two previous Turkish representatives were? Uh, I know this Sedat Sir um, is one of them. Um, I think he played for Western Bulldogs. He did. I've got that. I'm surprised you got that. Between yeah. 94 and 98. 24 games. 24 games. was also the first known Muslim AFL player. And do you know who the other one is? Uh, no idea. It's uh, Taylor Demand from Frio. So currently still on the list. So now mm. this is oh, a moment yeah. in history. This is the most amount of Turkish players there has been in the AFL at any one time. 
Yeah, and uh, plenty more to come in the future as well. So oh, course, we'll yeah. be taking over the sport soon. Yeah, we'll have our own national team. And, um, instead of having that game in China, they'll have a game in Turkey. So looking forward to it. The, <laughs> the miracle in Istanbul, but instead it's Sydney Swans and Fremantle in the grand final. That is so <laughs> beautiful to watch. Now, um, can you tell us just a bit about your connection to footy, where the love of the sport began, and some of the people who played critical roles in getting you to where you are now today? Um, well, as a, a few footy... Um, you know, diehard footy young fans and I've been on before, but um, started obviously with the footy yarn um, and listening to you guys' podcast that got me into the game. But Naturally. Um, before that, uh, my grandfather um, had three daughters. Um, you weren't one so of them? He never had, I wasn't one of them, luckily. Um, and he, so he had never had any sons to play footy, uh, but he was, you know, played a lot of footy. So he's from country Victoria. Uh, and my mum was one of his daughters, and um, so she got me into footy at a young age. And um, yeah, so it stems from my grandfather and my mum. But um, I'd say my grandfather's the main one that got me into football. Now you joined the Swans Academy in under 11s the same year as now teammate and soulmate. Some call it lover, Braden Campbell. Can you talk us through that journey of yours and how it feels now, looking back, knowing how much that uh, opportunity has changed your life? Oh, I think. Um, it's awesome to be able to go through um, just the whole process probably from about under 15 to now with Braden and um, playing all the rep teams with him and um, room with him on every um, away trip and stuff. It's been great fun. But um, I don't know, we, we don't really think we've changed too much, I think. Okay, and, there, <laughs> just on your relationship with Braden, was that sort of an, an instant thing? Was it immediately you two sort of just locked eyes and it was love at first sight or was that something that maybe it was until 13s or 14s where you thought you know this bloke's not a bad no. not a bad rooster yeah. um, no I've, I've been playing football with and against Braden for probably probably 10 years probably before we even joined the academy but um, we weren't always um, in the same zone so he was in the north zone and I was in the city zone so I probably played more against him um, until probably under 15s and then I think every year from then our relationship just got closer and uh, obviously he's my best mate so um, I spend a lot of time with him and to be able to run out and play footy with him for the Sydney Swans on the weekend is is bloody cool so yeah now in all of our three conversations last year the question arose as to whether or not you would walk out with a Turkish flag on your debut did the thought cross your mind at all when you found out you'd be getting that debut? And do you feel in hindsight that maybe you should have? Yeah, well, the, the bloke that actually um, created that idea um, is one of my best mates from school, Korai, who is Turkish. Right. Um, and he was up at the game um, at the Gabba on Saturday night. And, um, you know, he did, he did try and slip the Turkish flag in, into my backpack nice. the night before. Yeah. Um, it didn't make its way in there. Just um, you know, I didn't want to. Didn't want to cause a uh, ruckus with our sponsors yeah. and stuff. So um, I thought I'd leave the Turkish flag yeah. inside. This, it will um, make an appearance, though, will it? After the three, yeah, maybe the three hundred game. Whether or not, whether or not it's me or or someone running out on the field with yeah. a Turkish flag, um, or just the next generation of Turkish footballers that you've inspired. Yeah, yeah. That. I think playing on the weekend, I. I had an imaginary Turkish flag on my back yeah. the entire night. Yeah. I, I look forward to my you, people. I yeah. look forward to you uh, celebrating the uh, flag with it this year, with the flag draped around you, the Turkish mm. flag and the AFL <laughs> flag. Now, um, on that debut, you you took the absolute piss out of everyone yeah. on the ground. You bagged three goals, nineteen touches, three goal assists, ten marks, seven inside fifties. It was just ridiculous numbers. Just how easy is it to play AFL, and how full are the DM requests from? Women who Fantasy just, who lovers, just women. they want to get, they want that invite to Brownlow night this year. Oh uh, well, it's definitely not easy. Um, I think you've um, been too kind there with your the way you've put it. I think I just I just um, said stats. I didn't say any opinions. I just listed stats there. I think you were the one who did that to yourself. Oh well, I appreciate. It. Yeah, no, it was obviously a great start um, to my career, and um, I was pretty happy with how I played but I think more than anything um, winning was just the best part that's the thing that was the best for me I think Yeah, they're a bloody good team Brisbane exactly. and we went up there and on their home deck and Took played exactly how he wanted to and 
Um, that was the most pleasing part. Um, the, the DMs, yes. oh, they're, they're going okay, but mostly just people who are into their fantasy just um, telling me that I need to make sure I get points again this week. Okay, yeah. well, that, we go, need... that goes from us as yes, well. As well. Back of course. It, back, <laughs> back it up. Now, Emmett, looking at the time between getting drafted and now, how much do you think the time in the AFL system has improved your footy, Eli? Oh, I think it's improved it enormously. Um, it's gone body quick. That's one thing I can say for sure. It feels like it was only a couple of weeks ago that I got drafted, and um, the preseason goes really quick. Maybe you know during that two k, that's probably the longest six minutes of your life. But outside of that, it's um, it's it goes body quick, and um, I think probably um, going over training vision and studying that. Um, you know, with a with a magnifying glass and, um, and going over opposition vision, going into games and stuff like that. I think that's that's where I've made the biggest step in my game. I think um, obviously in junior footy, training isn't really filmed, and um, you can't really look through your opponent's stats and, and watch their vision as much as you can in the AFL. And so I think that's where my game's improved a lot. Is just probably in preparation. Um, leading into games. Now, Elvis, just one last final one from me here. Um, what do you hope to achieve and improve on between now and at the end of the season? Um, oh, I think it's probably a host of things. I can't really put my finger on it um, 100%. I think playing my role in the team as a small forward, it's um, it's all off the back of, of putting on pressure and on their defenders and, and um, looking to impact the game that way and then getting the footy and... and um, being able to set up goals and kick goals comes off the back of that. So it's probably just to continue to work on my forward pressure. And uh, it's still a relatively new position for me as well. I played obviously a lot of my junior career in the midfield. So I think just improving um, holistically in every aspect of my game. And um, there'll be things week to week that I'll work on specifically coming out of games and reviews and stuff. But um, probably not one exact area just yet that I want to work on. Probably just everything in general. Okay, Ethan, now before we let you go, at the end of every interview, you and I, we like to have a little chat about Liverpool's form. So um, now seventh in the league, a, a chance, the opportunity to drop below to eighth, several bad las- losses at home and about 7,000 injuries later. Do you think this season is all worth it now that Liverpool have uncovered Nat Phillips and is he truly the Bolton Baresi? Yeah, 100%. I think that was... Um, well, obviously you boys wouldn't know because you're not... Um, Mentioned Jürgen like I am Jürgen Klopp, yeah, but naturally. I actually spoke to Jürgen at the start of the year, and um, there was plans to give Van Dyke and Gomez a season off to uh, give Nat Phillips a chance to show what he's got. Um, obviously, we took the piss in the league last year in, in Champions League the year before, so this was this kind of a year where we thought um, we'd give those big dogs a, a chance to put the feet up, and um, yeah, to see the emergence of, of a young player like Nat Phillips is just unreal, and um, yeah, we'll win the Champions League, I think. Um, off the back of him and also Ozan Kabak who is um, believe it or not Turkish as well so oh, wow. um, we've got two of the goats at, at centre half now and um, you know next year when we when Van Dyke and Gomez get back from holidays and, and Hendo decides he wants to play too he'll be fine so it was all part of the plan um, as you probably you know, now that I've said it it's probably you probably revealed a bit yeah. too much of that plan, but thank you for your time. Emilio, <laughs> it's been great, mate. We really appreciate it. Um, obviously, we, we hope for the best season for you and Rico, and we just hope uh, that everything goes to plan. You keep stringing these good games along, and we really appreciate it. Okay, Elliot? Uh, thank you so much for having me, boys. Uh, right, cheers, that, Enoch. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, once again, big thanks to Ethan Goulden there. It, it's always great to get our good friend Evan on. And now that, that's it. That's it for us today. Um, it's been another fun episode. Yeah. And now to uh, to let us out of here, the smooth, sensual voice of Kane Mitchell. Thanks for tuning in, team. Hope you enjoyed the genius that just took place. Make sure you're following the Footy Yarn on Instagram and subscribed on YouTube to keep up with all the latest podcasts and videos. See you next week. And remember... Love your footy.